from the News Talks ZB Newsroom. This is News Fix. Good morning, I'm Neva Reddy Manu, and this is your morning News Fix for Tuesday, 1st of March. In this update, New Zealand and the United Kingdom have signed off on a free trade agreement. Trade Minister Damien O'Connor travelled to London to shake hands on the tariff-busting deal, which our government believes will be worth up to a billion dollars. He says as soon as it enters into force, this deal will cut costs for exporters and create opportunities for New Zealand businesses to grow and diversify. Federated Farmers is delighted. President Andrew Hoggard told Kate Hawksby, free trade deals are always a win for New Zealand. We sign them and then we, we expect some benefits and then we usually get blown away by how much benefits we do get from them. Among other things, the deal removes tariffs worth $14 million annually for Kiwi wine producers and shelves a 16% take on our honey. New Zealand cities will have to change if we want to survive global warming. The latest report by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change warns some severe impacts could become irreversible if warming even temporarily passes 1.5 degrees Celsius. But even if temperatures are kept within that threshold, our country could still see far more floods, hotter days, rising sea levels and declining food production. Canterbury University's sustainability expert Bronwyn Haywood says it's now about adapting to, not just mitigating, the impacts. We're thinking about things like street trees and the design of flood areas and working together with using natural green infrastructure. The tourism industry wants certainty on when international visitors can head our way. Fully vaccinated New Zealanders around the world can arrive home without self-isolation from first thing Saturday. Cabinet's considering bringing forward the next phases, which includes Aussies allowed in by July and other overseas tourists by October. Tourism Industry Association spokesperson Anne-Marie Johnson says businesses need some notice to scale up. The likes of our international airlines, travel agents need some time to be able to sell New Zealand to their clients again. The war of words and weapons continues between Russia and Ukraine. An explosion has been reported in the capital, Kiev, while dozens of people have been killed in Russian strikes in the second largest city of Kharkiv. Representatives from both countries have addressed the UN, while officials from both countries are holding talks at the Belarus border. Russia's UN ambassador has doubled down on the country's justification for war. There's a need to demilitarize and denazify Ukraine. Ukraine's ambassador hasn't minced words when referring to Vladimir Putin. If he wants to kill himself, he doesn't need to use nuclear arsenal. He has to do what the guy in Berlin did in a bunker in May 1945. And for the first time in its history, MPs will today be able to join Parliament via video link. The ever-present Omicron threat saw all sitting political parties agree to the new system, which kicks off at 2pm today. In sport, FIFA is poised to ban Russian national football teams until further notice in response to the invasion of Ukraine. A 90-over task of survival awaits New Zealand if they are to win their first Test cricket series against South Africa on the final day of the second Test at Christchurch. They are 94 for four in pursuit of a world record 426 fourth innings total to win at Hagley Oval, or needing a draw to bat out the day. And the Tall Blacks have thrashed India 95-60 at the FIBA World Cup Asian qualifiers in the Philippines. I'm Nivaretti Manu, and that's your latest news fix.